everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are in Ezekiel again today. We are looking at chapters 24 to 27. And if you're anything like me, I really enjoy when we're, especially when we're looking at these prophetic books, I like to see the similarities between the different prophecies. And right now we are looking at Ezekiel and his, what seems to be pretty short in chapter 24, talks about the actual siege of Jerusalem. So this happens. And then we look at, like we did with our friend Jeremiah, all of the different punishments that are coming down on all of the other cities, places that were against Jerusalem and Judah. So we're going to see a little bit more of that today, but from a slightly different perspective um, than what we have heard from prior prophets. If you're anything like me, I super enjoyed Jeremiah. Like every time we'd read Jeremiah, I'd be like, oh my word, I love this book. It's so great. I don't really know why. I just enjoyed it. But if you're like me with Ezekiel, you're like, how soon until this book is over? (laughs) Like I get it. The people were bad. (laughs) They're being utterly destroyed. Cool. Um, but isn't it kind of cool to see the consistency, though, across the board? Like, okay, this is lining up. This guy is seeing the exact same things as the last guy was. So that's always cool for me. It is a little, like, repetitious to, like, trudgy. continue to go over and over and over again. Uh, one thing that's interesting, I don't know, I don't remember, anyway, calling it out last time. But Chapter 26 specifically, and I believe Chapter 27 as well, and it actually goes into tomorrow's reading. Um, they really focus on the punishment and prophecy against Tyre. And it's pretty intense. So, like, when we were reading through this, I was trying to think of, like, a comparison for us today. So, Tyre would have been, like, a port city that everybody was in and out of all the time trading all their good things. Super prosperous place because of their ability to trade. Everybody was there. Um, And you had said, it's, like, for us today, it's like New York City. Like, everybody's in and out of New York City. All the good stuff is happening. Well, (laughs) All of the good, like, business is happening out of there. Yes. Um, So that was a a cool comparison for me. However, at the end of all this, it's saying, like, this super prosperous, amazing country ends up falling apart and God destroys it by the sea. Uh, Actually, God's destruction of Tyre is really, really interesting because there is a clear prophecy here against Tyre. Um, and if you look at verse 12, so this is chapter 26, verse 12, they will plunder your riches and loot your merchandise. They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses, your stones and timber and soil. They will cast into the midst of the waters and I will stop the music of your songs and the sound of your lyres shall be heard no more. That's a pretty specific, odd thing to call out that the dirt of your city will be dug up and thrown into the ocean. And at first reading, you can think like, okay, this is more like fancy language from Ezekiel. This is like prophetic. It's kind of creating a picture for us to see. It's actually very specific to what happens. It's very specific to what happens. So Nebuchadnezzar, uh, well, actually, the first thing you need to know is that Tyre is kind of a two-part city. Part of the city- It's also an island. Part of the city is on an island in in the sea. Part of the city is not on the island. It's on the mainland. And it's like the main fortress. So imagine if you're going to attack Tyre, you have to come fight in this fortress city on the mainland to gain access to the island city through the through the mainland. And so Nebuchadnezzar comes down 
and fights against Tyre and destroys most of the city on the mainland, but is unable to make it across to the island. So what they do is they just charge them like a like a tax, basically. They have to pay tribute to Nebuchadnezzar. And that would have been around the time of the fall of Jerusalem. So we're talking like 586 BC. Later on, in 332 BC, Alexander the Great comes into Tyre, destroys the outward-facing city again, and this time uses all of the buildings, the stones, the wood, the dirt, to make a causeway for his army to get to the island to destroy the island. So what's really interesting is that this prophecy does come true. Maybe not right away. But not right away. So when people would have, you know, like if there were critical people thinking of Ezekiel, they would have said, well, all they got was the mainland. But actually the final destruction was 200 years Mm -hmm, in the future. mm -hmm. And the part about them throwing the soil into the sea was accomplished in 332 by Alexander the Great. So this is just another instance where my Bible nerdery gets really excited. And like what Ezekiel said would happen does happen. Even the part of the verse that seems like, well, that's just kind of wild talk. Uh, that is what happens to destroy them. 200 years after Ezekiel declares it, at least two, probably 300 years after Ezekiel declares it. So just kind of a fun fact hidden within the text um, where Tyre is ultimately destroyed. So something cool about that, too, is in chapter 26, verse 14, uh, there are these exact words saying, you shall never be rebuilt. And although it was rebuilt in ways, it was never actually fully rebuilt. And the prophecy against Tyre, like Ryan was saying earlier, it didn't come right away. Um, But overall, throughout history, um, our Bibles say that the city was never rebuilt after um, those ruins from like many, many, many years ago. So like that fulfills the prophecy completely. Like even today you can see like the ruins of it and it's it's never been exactly. rebuilt, which is crazy because that's like over 2,000 years of history. So don't hear us incorrectly. There is a, a city there in that general vicinity, yeah. but there is not a city built on the area where all the ruins are. And so again, what was declared was true. Mm-hmm. Even to today, which is kind of bonkers. Uh, but <clears throat> I think that can also be a cool, I guess, reality check in a way. Because we are very much known to be, and these people, Tyre was very much known to be a like, seriously wealthy nation. Um, I know we have listeners from all over the place, um, all over the globe. But for us specifically, like, we are very well off. We are very comfortable in how we live. Um, that might look very different between people, whatever. But I think it's important to remember that God can give and take away anything in a matter of seconds um, for how he wants to see his plan worked out. And in this instance, like Tyre was going to be punished and it was prophesied and it came true to this day. We have evidence of that. Um, So I think it's really important to remember what is valuable, like what has eternal value. And in this case, I think it's pretty obvious that wealth and influence and worldly possessions don't matter at all um, to the point of they're just kind of laying in the ocean somewhere, <laughs> which is just crazy. Uh, I think that's a good realization. I know specifically for, for us and where we're at. 
So if you've been tracking with us uh, from the beginning of Ezekiel, this is extra credit, but you'll also notice that we have entered a new phase of the book. Uh, right around chapter 25, chapter 26, the focus moves away from those immediately in Judah uh, and starts to focus on nations all around Judah. That's why there's uh, pro proclamations against Edom, against Moab, against Sarah, against Tyre. Uh, but we're going to be tracking through a couple of these proclamations uh, probably over the next couple of days. So the focus in Ezekiel at this point in these chapters is actually prophecy against other nations uh, and how they will be judged by the Lord for the actions of those nations, which also shows us that God is not a geographical God. He's not concerned only about Israel. Uh, he's not concerned about only his people. He's actually moving and active in all the world at all times. And he's allowing nations to rise and nations to fall, ultimately for the glory of mm -hmm. his name. And that remains to be true today. So we remind you as your part that God's word is true. Uh, every little piece of it, even the part about the soil of Tyre being thrown <laughs> in the sea, that is true. And it does not return void. And so we are on this journey to read all of God's word, to try to understand as best we can all of God's word. And that is a valuable thing to do. Uh, because his word is worthwhile. Uh, it's not fake. It's not false. And it's not a lie. And so the more we can study it, the more we know who he is, the better we can walk in his ways. So we'll be back again tomorrow with more Ezekiel. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Ezekiel 24. In the ninth year, in the 10th month, on the 10th day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, write down the name of this day, this very day. The king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem this very day, and utter a parable to the rebellious house and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Set on the pot, set it on, pour in water also, put it in all the pieces of meat, all the good pieces, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with choice bones, take the choicest one of the flock, pile the logs under it, boil it well, seethe also its bones in it. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Woe to the bloody city! to the pot whose corrosion is in it, and whose corrosion has not gone out of it. Take out of it piece after piece without making any choice. For the blood she has shed in her midst, she put it on the bare rock. She did not pour it out on the ground to cover it with dust, to rouse my wrath, to take vengeance. I have set on the bare rock the blood she has shed, that it may not be covered. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Woe to this bloody city! I also will make the pile great. Heap on the logs, kindle the fire, boil the meat well, mix in the spices, and let the bones be burned up. Then set it empty on the coals, that it may become hot, and its copper may burn, that its uncleanness may be melted in it, its corrosion consumed. She has wearied herself with toil, its abundant corrosion does not go out of it, into the fire with its corrosion. On account of your unclean lewdness, because I would have cleansed you and you were not cleansed from your uncleanness. You shall not be cleansed any more till I have satisfied my fury upon you. I am the Lord. I have spoken. It shall come to pass. I will do it. I will not go back. I will not spare. I will not relent. According to your ways and your deeds you will be judged, declares the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me. 
Son of man, behold, I am about to take delight of your eyes away from you at a stroke. Yet you shall not mourn or weep, nor shall your tears run down. Sigh, but not aloud. Make no mourning for the dead. Bind on your turban and put on your shoes on your feet. Do not cover your lips, nor eat the bread of men. So I spoke to the people in the morning, and at the evening my wife died. And on the next morning I did as I was commanded. And the people said to me, Will you not tell us that these things mean for us, that you are acting thus? Then I said to them, The word of the Lord came to me. Say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will profane my sanctuary, the pride of your power, the delight of your eyes, and the yearning of your soul. And your sons and your daughters whom you left behind shall fall by the sword. And you shall do as I have done. You shall not cover your lips, nor eat the bread of men. Your turbans shall be on your head, and your shoes on your feet. You shall not mourn or weep, but you shall rot away in your iniquities and groan to one another. Thus shall Ezekiel be to you a sign, according to all that he has done you shall do. When this comes, then you will know that I am the Lord God. As for you, son of man, surely on the day when I take from them their stronghold, their joy and their glory, the delight of their eyes and their soul's desire, and also their sons and daughters, on that day a fugitive will come to you to report to you the news. On that day your mouth will be open to the fugitive, and you shall speak and be no longer mute. So you will be assigned to them, and they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 25 The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, Hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, Because you said, Aha, over my sanctuary when it was profaned, and over the land of Israel when it was made desolate, and over the house of Judah when they went into exile. Therefore, behold, I am handing you over to the people of the east for a possession, and they shall set their encampments among you and make their dwellings in your midst. They shall eat your fruit and shall drink your milk. I will make Rabbah a pasture for camels and Ammon a fold for flocks. Then you will know that I am the Lord. For thus says the Lord God, Because you have clapped your hands and stamped your feet and rejoiced with all the malice within your soul against the land of Israel, Therefore, behold, I have stretched out my hands against you, and will hand you over to the plunder of the nations, and I will cut you off from the peoples, and will make you perish out of the countries. I will destroy you, then you will know that I am the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Because Moab and Ser said, Behold, the house of Judah is like all the other nations, therefore I will lay open the flank of Moab from the cities, from its cities and on the frontier, the glory of the country, Beth Jeshemoth. Baal-meon, and Kirathame. I will give it along with the Ammonites to the people of the east as a possession, that the Ammonites may be remembered no more among the nations, and I will execute judgments upon Moab. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Because Edom acted revengefully against the house of Judah, and has grievously offended in taking vengeance on them, therefore thus says the Lord God, I will stretch out my hand against Edom, and cut off from it man and beast, and I will make it desolate. From Taman even to Dadan, they shall fall by the sword. And I will lay my vengeance upon Edom by the hand of the people of Israel, and they shall do in Edom according to my anger and according to my wrath. And they shall know my vengeance, declares the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, Because the Philistines acted revengefully, and took vengeance with malice of the soul, to destroy in never-ending enmity. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines, and I will cut off the Cherethites, and destroy the rest of the seacoast. 
I will execute great vengeance on them with wrathful rebukes. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon them. Chapter 26. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, because Tyre said concerning Jerusalem, Aha, the gate of the peoples is broken, it is swung open to me. I shall be replenished now that she is laid waste. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre, and will bring up many nations against you, as the sea brings up its waves. They shall destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers, and I will scrape her soil from her and make her a bare rock. She shall be in the midst of the sea, a place for the spreading of nets, for I have spoken, declares the Lord, and she shall become plunder for the nations, and her daughters on the mainland shall be killed by the sword. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will bring against Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings, with horses and chariots, and with horsemen and a host of many soldiers. He will kill with the sword your daughters on the mainland. He will set up a siege wall against you and throw up a mound against you and raise the roof of shields against you. He will direct the shock of his battering rams against your walls, and with his axes he will break down your towers. His horses will be so many that their dust will cover you. Your walls will shake at the noise of the horsemen and wagons and chariots when he enters your gates as men enter a city that has been breached. With the hooves of horses, he will trample all your streets. He will kill your people with the sword, and with your mighty pillars, they will fall to the ground. They will plunder your riches and loot your merchandise. They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. Your stones and timber and soil, they will cast into the midst of the waters. And I will stop the music of your songs, and the sound of your lyres shall be heard no more. I will make you a bare rock. You shall be a place for the spreading of nets. You shall never be rebuilt, for I am the Lord. I have spoken, declares the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to tired. Will not the coastland shake at the sound of your fall, when the wounded groan, when slaughter is made in your midst? Then all the princes of the sea will step down from their thrones and remove their robes and strip off their embroidered garments. They will clothe themselves with trembling. They will sit on the ground and tremble every moment and be appalled at you. And they will raise a lamentation over you and say to you, How have you perished, you who were inhabited from the seas? O city renowned, who was mighty on the sea, she and her inhabitants imposed their terror on all of her inhabitants. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall, and the coastlands that are on the sea are dismayed at your passing. For thus says the Lord God, When I make you a city laid waste like the cities that are not inhabited, when I bring up the deep over you and the great waters cover you, then I will make you go down with those who go down to the pit, to the people of old, and I will make you to dwell in the world below, among ruins from old, with those who go down to the pit, so that you will not be inhabited. But I will set beauty in the land of the living. I will bring you to a dreadful end, and you shall be no more. Though you be sought for, you will never be found again, declares the Lord God. Chapter 27. The word of the Lord came to me. Now you, son of man, raise a lamentation over Tyre, and say to Tyre, who dwells at the entrances to the sea, merchants of the people to many coastlands, thus says the Lord God. O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders made perfect your beauty. 
They made all your planks of fir trees from Sinir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks of Bashan, they made your oars. They made your deck of pines from the coasts of Cyprus, inlaid with ivory. Of fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail, serving as your banner. Blue and purple from the coasts of Elisha was your awning. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your skilled men, O Tyre, were in you. They were your pilots. The elders of Gabal and her skilled men were in you, caulking your seams. All the ships of the sea with their mariners were in you, to barter for your wares. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army as your men of war. They hung the shield and the helmet in you. They gave you splendor. Men of Arvad and Helic were on your walls all around. The men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They made perfect your beauty. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of every kind, silver, iron, tin, and lead they exchanged for your wares. Javan, Tabal, and Meshech traded with you. They exchanged human beings and vessels of bronze for your merchandise. From Beth Tagorma, they exchanged horses, war horses, and mules for your wares. The men of Dadan traded with you. Many coastlands were your own special markets. They brought in to you payment of ivory, tusks, and ebony. Syria did business with you because of your abundant goods. They exchanged for your wares, emeralds, purples, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and ruby. Judah and the land of Israel traded with you. They exchanged for your merchandise, wheat of minneth, meal, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus did business for you for your abundant goods because of your great wealth of every kind, wine of Helbon and wool of Sahar and casks of wine from Uzal they exchanged for your wares. Wrought iron, cassia, and calamus were bartered for your merchandise. Dadan traded with you in saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar were your favored dealers in lambs, rams, and goats. In these, they did business with you. The traders of Sheba and Rama traded with you. They exchanged for your wares the best of all kinds of spices and all precious stones and gold. Haran, Cana, Eden, traders of Sheba, Asher, and Chilmad traded with you. In your market, these traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of colored material bound with cords and made secure. The ships of Tarshish traveled for you with your merchandise, so you were filled and heavily laden in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you out onto high seas. The east winds has wrecked you in the heart of the seas. Your riches, your wares, your merchandise, your mariners and your pilots, your caulkers, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your crew that is in your midst, sink into the heart of the seas on the day of your fall. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the countryside shakes, and down from their ships come all who handle the oar. The mariners and all the pilots of the sea stand on the land and shout aloud over you and cry out bitterly. They cast dust on their heads and wallow in ashes. 
They make themselves bald for you and put sackcloth on their waist, and they weep over you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. In their wailing, they raise a lamentation for you and lament over you. Who is like Tyre, like one destroyed in the midst of the sea? When your wares came from the seas, you satisfied many peoples. With your abundant wealth and merchandise, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are wrecked by the seas and the depths of the waters. Your merchandise and all your crew and your midst have sunk with you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are appalled at you. And the hair of their kings bristles with horror. Their faces are convulsed. The merchants among the peoples hiss at you. You have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.